You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, I still would expecting a lower scoring game but again if someone were to bet the Browns I get it I think I'm on the Broncos side here though because I'm just really worried about Thompson Robinson in this spot look at our guy John Daigle four for four and bet sparks nailing it nailed it uh welcome back into BetQL Daily Chris Mack in for Joe O alongside Ed and Aaron we do talk conference uh championships in college football for just a moment uh, coming up in the middle of the third and final hour of BetQL Daily. We still got the bulk of the week 13 slate to work our way through as well. And maybe some final thoughts here with John on, well, what we saw last night in Big D, the Cowboys hanging on to beat the Seahawks 41-35. And John, I was watching your Twitter as I was watching the game, and I see a couple of spicy little takes on Futures. I see at one point, Drink I see tanks. an MVP. It was like, do you see what I see? It's Christmas time. We can sing Christmas carols. And John oh. said, I see an MVP in Dallas. Do you see what I see? Dak is down to 375 now. We've lost the opportunity of Dak for MVP. Wild that the number has shrunk that much in so little time since mm-hmm. we all spotted it about a month ago, how this offense came out of their bye as a pass-happy one. And the schedule has certainly benefited him. There are still some humps to get there, but I believe we all got it at at least 35, 36, uh, 32 to 1, and look at it now. And so these next two weeks are going to be massive. Jalen Hurts, obviously, that huge game uh, in front of the world against Josh Allen overtime, sealing it himself. And so that's the hump that Dak will have to get over. But at least we got the COV. I know COV doesn't pay our mortgages, but we got the best number. And if Dak can top Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen the next two games, that's how we get there. Uh, Brock Purdy is also on watch here. I I feel like I need to add slightly more to my Purdy portfolio because if it does come down to this and Dak beats uh, Hurts in this upcoming week, then you would have to think maybe voters – see that the 49ers steamrolled the Cowboys earlier this year, and then Purdy maybe beats Hurts this week, and thus he's the MVP. But right now, I still think it is Dak and Purdy, personally. It it is funny how when we look at certain markets, like we only look at two people because maybe it's hard for us to think galaxy brain-like, where actually it could be a three-horse race, four-horse race, things like that. Then you add dimensions to it, and then it gets a little too complex to where it sort of gets people to shy away. Easier to have the hashtag narrative when it's just two people, but completely agree with you that Brock Purdy is very much in it as well. He should be. 
Got a question for you about the Pittsburgh Steelers because uh, we talked before about, okay, Matt Canada is not there anymore. Had a bunch of yards, not a whole lot of points, but they also had other factors as to why the Steelers were successful offensively involving Pat Fryermuth being healthy, being targeted a good bit. But my question is, how much of that do you think was scheme? How much of that do you think was health? How much of that do you think was the specific opponent that they were going up against where it was advantageous to target tight ends? And now you're going up against an Arizona Cardinals pass defense where they can't do anything right. Anything in this game that stands out to you? That's my issue handicapping this game is that I know people wiser than me who have taken the points with the Cardinals and I don't want to get there, but I'm also not comfortable enough to lay the points with the Steelers because it's the same situation we saw Mm. whenever the Texans had success running the ball against the Bengals and the Cardinals. It was the Bengals and the Cardinals. So of course they had it. (laughs) And then last week they came out in the first quarter and they tried to do that against the Jaguars and they got nowhere. Just stonewall. It took them finally backing off over that last 45 minutes and even getting the running backs involved instead through the passing game, which led to Devin Singletary's 41-yard screen in the second quarter. So to me, the analysis is it's the same situation where we're not going to get answers again because it's probably going to be a good day for the Steelers' offense. Kenny Pickett, even last week, as you mentioned, Ed, that a lot of nuance is added in. More play action, more passes over the middle of the field, which, as we know, are the most efficient passes to have, and Matt Canada never schemed him whatsoever. But last week, Kenny Pickett went 24 of 27 from a clean pocket for over 10 yards per attempt. And here comes the Cardinals defense that actually gets pressure, not only at the league's lowest rate, but at a lower rate than the Bengals as well. So I would just imagine Pickett can once again stand in there and dump the ball off. They also should have had a couple more points since Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson threw in a a Hall of Fame low light reel. It was incredible. (laughs) But that included a drop touchdown, which also would have got them over 20 points. So I do think the Steelers put up points. Does that mean they cover? I'm still trying to figure that one out. Hmm. Well, going back to CLV, it may not pay our mortgages, John, but uh, we do know Nico Collins has so far this season for you and me. Uh, My mortgage is due today, so where are we looking (laughs) props-wise? For the the Broncos and Texans, it's so interesting because this is far and away Stroud's toughest test since week one against Baltimore when they held him without a passing touchdown. It was his debut, so maybe that matchup doesn't even matter at all. And we have thrown everything. We've thrown the ringer at Stroud, and he's passed all the tests so far between poor offensive line, shuffling offensive line too, uh, injured defense, bad running game, and nothing has seemed to matter so far. But again, this Broncos defense is for real. And it started in week five whenever you see that, yes, 31 points to the Jets, but that was – five field goals, a fumble six, and Xavier Gibson returned a punt for a touchdown. The Jets offense, unsurprisingly, didn't do anything. And then we also know that this Broncos defense, besides passing the easy test like the Cowboys have done, and last week getting there uh, by two scores against Dorian Thompson-Robinson and P.J. Walker, they held Josh Allen, two to under 200 passing yards with two picks. Patrick Mahomes, the first game when he didn't have the flu, the Chiefs only totaled eight points against them. So this Broncos defense is for real, and it's it's a concern. Uh, I know the number has shrunk a little bit, so it seems that sharp money is coming in on the Texans. And again, it wouldn't surprise me if Stroud passes this test, but I am a little bit worried. I tend to lean towards the under more too, because if we're going to get pushback, 
it would have to be involved with Russell Wilson through the air and then Stroud through the air too. But it seems like one where Devin Singletary and Damian Pierce instead can have a little bit more success against this Broncos defense that's still allowing a bottom three rate of yards per carry to opposing running backs. So I actually think we sneak the under in here. Uh, And if you told me to look for a prop, it's not pretty, but we're the Texans seed the most receiving yards is the man who has disappeared this entire year. And that's Jerry Judy because from the slot and in particular running the seventh highest rate of zone coverage, that's what Judy has had the most success more. I should say the more success against Cortland this year where Sutton has seen 30% of his targets in the red zone, 50% of his targets in the end zone. That's why he keeps soaking up all these receiving touchdowns because that's where he gets his equity at. But I, I think it's a Judy week, which is very scary to say. John Daigle of four for four and bet spurts with us here on BetQL Daily. Let me stick with that game for just a minute, John, because with Tank Dell most likely out, uh, the last time we saw that, it was a big Dalton Schultz game. Um, is, is that is, is Dalton Schultz, especially if you're looking at, for like a DFS play or a prop, is Dalton Schultz a, a smart tight end play this week? I know Aaron is tra- charter member of and president of the Nico Collins fan club, but is, uh, is Schultz the direction here for Stroud this weekend? And I am vice president. Yes, I work underneath <laughs> her. And Nico, Coll- Nico Collins has led the team in targets in back-to-back games. So he is getting back up there. He's also going to be on the boundary where they keep Patrick Sertan. So it is a slightly scary matchup. The thing is, today is a big news day. I, I think it's actually the biggest news day because we haven't seen this many questionable injuries and we don't know which way they're teetering on a first yet and that's happening right now and Dalton Schultz is one of them because he hasn't practiced yet on Wednesday and Thursday and we saw that Brevin Jordan got all the run at tight end in the fourth quarter last week and the Broncos are just laying down for opposing tight ends so I actually think Brevin Jordan is the one because his receiving yards prop it's not going to get over 10 11 yards he's Brevin Jordan so that's the player I'm actually quietly looking out for if Dalton Schultz is questionable or a DMP again today. And then Tank Dell was limited. He was the kind of limited where I think he was working off to the sideline, wasn't actually participating with the team, but I think he's going to go. But what does that mean? Honestly, in this matchup, especially since he's been banged up, I'm not too sure. So Brevin Jordan, sadly, pathetically, is where I'm looking at uh, waiting on Dalton Schultz news. Game of the week, 49ers-Eagles. It's interesting when I analyze this one and look at the data in that, okay, the wide wide receiver ones, they're phenomenal. And I don't want to just look at them and say, okay, whichever one has the better game wins here. But I'm having a hard time going any other direction. Do you see another prop besides Brandon Ayuk and A.J. Brown that we should be capitalizing on? No, you just took them. That's uh, Brandon Ayuk is the prop of the week for me. It's just so clear that... This Philly secondary, anytime they've been asked to step up to the plate, they've just got run over through the air. Uh, They are struggling at their worst to cover opposing like strong wide receivers right now. And I would imagine Brandon Ayuk benefits from that too. Even three of the last quarterbacks they've faced have scored at least three touchdowns from scrimmage and went over 300 yards. Patrick Mahomes, which we all know I'm still upset about because they should have covered by two scores, uh, also should have gotten there, but he's the outlier instead because of two drop touchdowns. And so it just seems like such a clean spot, Ed, for Brock Purdy in this offense. I'm on the over. In this game, although weather permitting, maybe don't even bet it right now. Maybe wait on it, even though I feel like I got a good number at 46 and a half. Um, and then, yeah, Brandon Ayuk is just 
the fact that the, the way the Eagles play coverage, seventh highest rate of man coverage. Brandon Ayuk has been one of the best receivers in the entire league against man coverage, including 21 yards per catch and the fourth most yards per route run. Not to mention this Eagles defense is coming off of 93 plays in overtime against the Bills, whereas the 49ers got extended rest. So it's just such a clean spot for the 49ers offense. I don't know how we get there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, so Ayuk, your prop of the week. Who's the runner-up? Any other props you like that we haven't touched on yet? Bijan Robinson is interesting because his share numbers came down last week, but he still got there with touchdowns, and now we've seen in the two games sandwiched around his bye, they're also using him in the red zone, which is why he's unsurprisingly scoring more touchdowns because instead of Tyler Algier, they're now getting him involved inside that 10-yard line, the most important part of the field. And so given his route participation, his receiving role, that hasn't changed whatsoever so far these last two games. I don't think Arthur Smith is pulling the wool out from our eyes any, any, anytime soon. I believe that we can get Bijan Robinson there for over his combined rushing and receiving yards. Uh, he's going to be featured. I do know that Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson, I understand they were both involved last week, all got there over five yards per carry, which I would imagine the Lions do too because the Saints are just cluster injured on both sides of the ball. That's a fun alt line, by the way. Uh, just, just ignore the four and go all the way up to seven and a half because the Lions probably put that one away. But uh, I think Bichon Robinson is going to be heavily featured here. And unless it's a blowout situation, and maybe it is, that's when Cordero Patterson and Algier would be involved. But I think Algier gets there and combined rushing and receiving yards. John Daigle, four for four and bet spurts with us on BetQL Daily. Let me circle back around to what we saw last night for just a moment. Cause we talked MVP. 
Let's talk defensive player of the year. Um, yeah, that was not the kind of performance you want, Mr. Pick Six, if you're looking to hang on in the defensive player of the year race. But on the other hand, we see Micah Parsons now nipping at Miles Garrett's heels, plus 170 to Garrett's plus 150 in the defensive player of the year race. How are you handicapping that? Is there any value left in that market? Lots of shakeout from that Miles Garrett injury because, yes, it is the defensive player of the year on the line and Miles Garrett now banged up. Plus, like, okay, so short term, I'm also looking at the Rams line because Matthew Stafford has been an entirely different quarterback from a clean pocket. They've been a top five offense and rushing EPA per play in games that Kyron Williams has played. And so if we don't think Jordan Elliott, Denzel Ward, Miles Garrett are out there, this is not the same defense that scares us whatsoever. Matthew Stafford, the Rams probably put them away with ease because Although Joe Flacco's a gunslinger, maybe he gives them a little bit of hope since no one else has behind Deshaun Watson. He's still working with the backup offensive tackles too. So not an ideal situation whatsoever. I would love to get the Rams there if we're missing Miles Garrett. Otherwise, we know Matthew Stafford has struggled against pressure mightily this year. But long-term for futures market, yeah, Deron Bland, we were hoping he was more Darrell Revis. Uh, but instead it looks like he's Marcus Peters and that he's an opportunist and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, it's great. You got that guy on day three, good for your scouting department, but, uh, and being an opportunist, that means you also see big plays and DK Metcalf just made him look like a little boy last night, which is not good (laughs) heading to the playoffs. So, uh, I, I do think, yes, if Miles Garrett sits, Michael Parsons is probably the one we're looking at. But again, another another pick like that, because it was still an interception. Deron Bland ran DK's route for him on that one interception he had. Um, add a couple more on those in this upcoming schedule against, again, the Bills and the Eagles. Then you're looking at Bland, too. So maybe even spl- sprinkle a little bit on Bland as well. Might jump back into that thing. Great stuff, John. We appreciate the time as always. Good luck this weekend. We appreciate the insight. John Daigle of Betsperts. I know Roadmaker's injured, but I'm betting Florida State, by the way. Add that in. Ooh, wow. Tasty. I like it. Mic drop. A little conference championship action on the way out the door. Thanks again, John. We will talk those conference championship games. Our favorite plays coming up in the middle of the next hour. Are the Dolphins just going to absolutely have their way with the Commanders? And what about that Broncos-Texans game? We dive into both next right here on BetQL Daily.